Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, May 9th. Green is the color of health and harmony. It is most visible among growing things. Green gives a heightened sense of physical and mental well-being. Where there is a focus on health, however, there can also be one on ill health. Unpleasant shades of green can disturb the feelings. Green, therefore, is associated also with harmful emotions, such as envy and jealousy. Isn't that fascinating? That health, that green is the color of health, and, you know, often they make hospitals green, and you think of it like that, but sometimes if you're feeling, if you're not feeling well, you you sort of feel like you're turning a little green. Isn't that what people will say? You know, just green is like feeling a little nauseous, and green is also jealousy and envy. I'm green with jealousy. I'm green with envy. And then also you just look at the spring grass growing up and you look at the new leaves on the trees. The way, the way I've thought about this in terms of, of human nature, and it seems to there's a truth here, everything in creation is dual. Um, the metaphysical explanation of that is everything is a manifestation of Satchitananda, which is another word for the divine, which is everything is a manifestation of the eternal, eternally existing, ever-conscious, ever-new bliss which is a wonderful word for God. English word God is quite limited in its implications. Satchitanandam is better. But the the one, which is absolutely still, vibrates. And that is, in the beginning was light. Light is a vibration. In the beginning was the word. Word is a vibration of sound. And it's that back and forth vibration from the stillness of one that gives us creation. So that's why everything in creation is dual. Sunrise, sunset, morning, night, daylight, darkness, um, youth, old age, life, death, everything, large, small, everything is in pairs. There's always an opposite to it. So the, 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 the essential purpose, let me phrase it differently, the way to think about spiritual uh, ever-increasing enlightenment is that we move from the periphery of our consciousness closer and closer to the origin point which is at the center of our consciousness. I think of it sometimes like if you think of a bicycle wheel with all the spokes and the hub, and all the spokes emanate from the hub, but they go all the way out to the rim, but then everything spins and it all spins around the hub, and the hub doesn't, you know, is just moving in one spot where the wheel moves around and around like this. And so when we're trying to advance spiritually, sometimes people think of it as linear, that there's this straight line and we're all just moving and some are ahead and some are behind and we have a very dogmatic sort of line about how we all go. It's not at all like that. We're all distributed along the rim of the wheel. And what it is to, to grow spiritually is to move closer and closer to the center of our being, which means that if you're on the 
east side of center, you have to go west. And if you're on the west side of center, you have to go east. And so that people can be both progressing perfectly toward the center of their being and going in opposite directions. Because if this person, for example, is very hot-tempered and doesn't hesitate to express themselves and is always standing up for what they think is right, they need to become a little more quiet, a little more accepting, less reactive, more calm, more generous in their appraisal of people. The person on the other side is cowardly and timid and lets anybody say anything and lets everybody walk all over them and is very afraid to express themselves. They need to start losing their temper. They need to start standing up. They need to, to claim that you're wrong and I'm right. So they're actually moving in opposite directions because they're off-center in opposite directions. But what happens to us is that we get so much enthusiasm for the direction we're going that we cross right over the center. (laughs) And, I mean, it's not really that random because spiritual life is more subtle than this. I'm just trying to draw a picture. But it's very interesting to think about how often, if you reflect on this, that a a person's worst quality is their best quality taken just a little too far. I became conscious of this when I, was, when I first started becoming serious and self-aware enough to really sort of see who I was and what I needed to do. I'm very enthusiastic by nature. I love to share my enthusiasm. I, I have a, a, a Gemini mind, which means that I'm interested in lots of different things and I'm fascinated by learning this and learning that and finding out who this person is like and what that person is like. And I just, my enthusiasm runs away with me. So it's a good quality because I can really get engaged in things and I have a wide variety of interests and abilities and I can exercise them and that's, that's a very helpful quality. But the, the carried too far is, of course, I become very scattered and I over, overcommit and I can't really keep my word and I become flighty and I'm interested in this today, today and that tomorrow and I don't have any staying power. These things used to be more true than they are now because I became aware of it. But I didn't want to be less enthusiastic and less open-minded, less curious about life. All those were good qualities. I just needed to pull it back just a little bit. So Swamiji here, you know, just talks about like these colors, you know, where there's a focus on health, it's very positive, but it, it can also, if it goes a little too far, the green just sort of falls off the other edge of it. And it, it isn't really what we want. Everything has to, everything has to rotate around the, the center of truth. And, and when things are a little off, it's just because they've moved a little bit off center. At the, at the origin point of everything, there's light, there's power, there's beauty. So we have green, which is just, um, people go out into nature where I live, we have a, a, a big open green area in the center of our community with a wide variety of trees and plants. And I often just literally just stand on the, uh, and look out the window of my room and I just almost count. I don't literally count, but I just look from green to green to green to green to green when I'm not looking at flowers because much of the landscaping is trees or bushes. And just marvel at how many different, different ways the freshness of life is expressed. And especially in the spring season. A friend of mine actually explained to me, 
and, and this may sound a little silly, but this sort of odd mystery, because I would watch the, I, I have been able to watch because I've lived in, I've lived in this community for 30 years, so I've watched these trees over many different seasons. I lived in one house for half that time and now in this house, but I have the same general view. But I've watched the same trees. And I, I've watched, there's a big fig tree right out the front uh, window of the living room where this is being filmed. And a fig tree is deciduous, so it, it's, um, is, I believe that's the right word, where it loses its leaves in the fall. So for a certain amount of the year, I'm looking at bare branches. And then, of course, that time will come when those little tiny bits of leaves come out. And I could never, I was always confused because I, I felt like I kept missing stages no matter how often I looked. And one of my friends who's a gardener said the obvious thing in the world, the trees don't sleep. <laughs> so in my own mind, you know, I go to sleep at night, but the tree keeps growing. And that's why it, it would always seem to get ahead of my ability to track it. Isn't that a funny thought? But how we just, uh, well, there's an expression that Master has, which is um, spirit is center everywhere, circumference nowhere. And what is the, that has come to mean to me is whatever our perspective is, it makes sense to us. That's all. What, from my point of view, this is perfectly sensible. So I'm a human. <laughs> and I just, I go to sleep at night. It wasn't until my friend said it to me that, of course, the tree doesn't sleep. The tree keeps growing. And so every, I miss 12 hours of its cycle or however many cycles go into the dark. I just keep missing it. But there is something that is intoxicating about that fresh green when it comes out. I was speaking of this yesterday about the color yellow, but it's true of all colors. You just, you, you want to just get lost in them. And, and of course, you know, we can paint and we can draw and we can do things to try to replicate those colors. But they, there's the phrase living color, which is, um, it, it was a term of art when movies went from black and white to color. They would advertise it in living color. But they, it wasn't. It was film. But film and computer screens have light coming through them so they're more vibrant than uh, surfaces that are just flat. But living color is when the leaf is really living. That it isn't, it, there is a, a divine consciousness that is creating that color. So we're actually in relationship to a real consciousness that's manifesting as green. And so the health and the harmony that you feel in that is also our attunement with living things. And, and green being such an all-pervasive color in nature, and also green so often being the starting point of plant life. You know, even if it's going to turn into something else, most or much or almost all of the time, it starts, you know, the green shoot. The first little tiny green shoot when a, um, a seed breaks and the first little tiny green leaf comes out of it. Uh, a friend of mine who's a very dedicated farmer, actually. I mean, more than just a gardener. He's an actual farmer. But he just talked about how he loves every stage of growing things. And he would grow a lot from seed. And just when that first little thing would break and that first little leaf comes out, you know, it's a real, it's a living consciousness. Uh, 
everything in this planet is living and everything can speak to us. And the, when we develop this deep relationship with, with nature's colors, and then of course we, we can wear those colors, we can put them on our person to, re, to remind us of that. I um, have a hobby of sewing, have had a hobby of sewing, and have exercised it as, as a hobby in recent years by helping our, our grammar school with the school play, with the costumes, which um, gives me the opportunity to go down to this wholesale fabric, not quite a warehouse, but close to a warehouse, and just wander around and at times buy hundreds of yards of fabric, you know, to, to clothe all these 80 children. And I get drunk on the color. I, I mean, I just can spend a certain amount of time in there and I, I'm absolutely intoxicated. And it also, in a strange way, it awakens a kind of longing in me, color does. And that's what the spring flowers do, the, I mean the spring shoots, the green shoots, they actually awaken a kind of longing in me to be, to be part of the purity of that life force. And, and this is where Swamiji is talking about all these colors and talking about the positive side of it and then also the slightly negative side. Just, and he's, Swami's always talking about clear, bright colors rather than muddy colors. And that's, you know, that's a subjective phrase, but you have to watch it. Like, what, what do I really like? Clear, bright colors are not always that fashionable. People, we go through these fashions. Every so often, a clear, bright color will become very fashionable, but often muddy tones are fashionable, or worse yet, blacks and browns. You know, just colors that don't, uh, don't vitalize the consciousness. And, and green in all its variations, you know, is just one of those colors that everyone associates with springtime, with life, with new beginnings. And so, again, we have to ask ourselves, what stage of life am I in? What do I need in my life? And if we can't necessarily wear it, we can also, as I have said several times, we can bring it into our lives. You know, um, towels are a very interesting way to experiment with color. And it's actually, if you go to one of the stores where there's a, a wide variety of colors, some stores specialize in that. And just, just go into the, the, the sheets and towels department and just walk among all those colors and feel what those colors do for you. I mean, these are not living colors, um, but nonetheless, sometimes, depending on the shop, they can be very vibrant. Just, you know, walk through retail outlets all the time and if you're thinking about green, look for all the different shades of green. Go to a paint store, go to a, an art store, go to an art museum. And just feel what, what the color green, because that's what we're talking about. How, how, what's, what part of the green is healthy? And then see if you can tune into why it also refers to dark qualities of just turning us from health into unhealth, the opposite side, where our our, our system, our mental or our physical system becomes a little clogged up with attitudes that it shouldn't have. You know, if we're inclined toward the negative aspect of green, then surround yourself with the perfect, living, healthy spring green so that you can just pull yourself back from that extreme and put yourself in the positive dimension. There's just so many fun things we can do once we decide that color and the meanings of color can be an integral part of our lives. So, my friends, green is the color of health and harmony. 
It is most visible among growing things. Green gives a heightened sense of physical and mental well-being. Where there is a focus on health, however, there can also be one on ill health. Unpleasant shades of green can disturb the feelings. Green, therefore, is associated also with harmful emotions, such as envy and jealousy. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.